Hi, I'm Eric Glass from Workday. Welcome to the Work Talk podcast, where we discuss the most important issues facing your business with some of the smartest minds in the business. With me today are two healthcare industry experts. Hi, I'm Mike Evangelitis, a principal at Deloitte Consulting. I'm Walter Porter, also a principal at Deloitte Consulting. Today we're going to talk about uncertainty in the healthcare field and what healthcare leaders can do to thrive and survive in these turbulent times. Walter, welcome back. Thank and you. Michael, welcome to the Thank show. Excited for this topic. Um, so obviously a lot happening on the political and legislative front. How would you characterize the general feeling out there in the, in the healthcare industry? Michael, why don't we start with you? Yeah, I think um, I would say uncertainty. President Trump uh, campaigned on um, changing the ACA. And so many in the industry are waiting to see what that really means. Regardless of who's in office, uh, I think we as a country and the leaders of our country are saying healthcare as we have known it for so long is, is just not sustainable given how much of our GDP it really comprises, right? That, that percentage of GDP and, and what, what changes have to, to come about. I think change is the new norm when it comes to healthcare, really. Yeah, well, and, and as you noted, uh, the ACA has, has certainly been a very central topic. Let's, let's go a little bit deeper and, and just talk a little bit more to that. One thing it did, I actually think is, has been very beneficial and will be very beneficial, is um, whether you like the legislation or not, it was the motivator for change mm -hmm. in the industry, mm -hmm. in an industry that yeah. needed change. Yeah, right. Under the ACA, we've, we've <clears throat> insured 20 million or so um, people that weren't insured before, and I don't see how we can just drop them from mm -hmm. the insurance roles. So hopefully, that'll uh, that'll continue on. Well, well. So let's look at some other um, some other changes impacting healthcare. What do you see happening around MACRA? Yeah, MACRA is the Medicare Access and Reauthorization Act. That's a very sexy name. <laughs> it is very sexy, isn't it? Um, it was passed with uh, significant bipartisan support. Essentially what it does is it, it takes Medicare reimbursement and it, it moves it from a process that worked in a fee-for-service world to something that is much more accommodating in a value-based care world. It focuses on reimbursement for physicians on, on outcomes and on quality. It starts to be put in place in 2018 and it actually requires a fair amount of work for providers and physicians, um, f upfront work for them to do now. Um, how do they measure you know, outcomes and quality? What does their cost structure look like? It will continue to really push the healthcare industry to value-based care. Well, so it sounds like then, you know, there's a interesting combination of both hope around mm -hmm. it, but maybe also yeah. still some fear there. Yeah, I think there are a number of organizations that still don't quite understand what it means for them mm -hmm. um, in this world of macro and mm -hmm. what it will mean for them. Mm -hmm. It could mean some pretty significant um, differences um, uh, for each organization. So the hope is certainly there, but I think uncertainty, you know, fear of the unknown is also uh, is also out there. What do you advise healthcare clients to do in the context of all this uncertainty? Walter, let's start with you on that. It's important for our clients to think about new streams of revenue or new uh, segments of, of their patient slash customer base. And I, and I use the word customer very precisely in that it, we, we so long have thought about just that this is a world of patients, but really 
start to think about patients as customers and the consumerism of, of healthcare, I, I think about this, we, we're starting to see these new service lines pop up. So one example is uh, sports medicine for youth athletes. We're starting to see sports clinics just for kids. And, and it's, it's around preventative care, either from concussions occurred in, you know, in, in soccer or, or kids that are tearing ACLs and detaching MCLs. But there's a market for that uh, going on now. And that's just a, an example of new service lines that, that our clients and that health systems are starting to, to go after. Yeah, new services new markets, different care models, new technology that's disrupting how, how um, healthcare is delivered. And they're here, they're coming, and they'll, they'll, they're going to increase. Yeah. I think what it does say is one thing that you know, healthcare organizations uh, probably need to do a better job of um, and focus on is being much more agile. I think a lot of agility has to do with your um, employee base, your engagement um, of your employees, your development of employees, such that you've got people that understand that change is just part of what's gonna happen in healthcare going forward. And let's be comfortable with that mm -hmm. and not fight it because mm -hmm. there is no fighting it. Right. Yeah, I mean, to, to that point, why you think there, there's already clinical and nursing shortfalls going on in, yeah. the, in the country today. So the ability to attract and retain talent is, is, is going to be very important. And it gets back to that, uh, that aspect of consumerism. I, I think as, as patients hear about, you know, long ER wait times, that's probably mm -hmm. because there is a nursing shortfall somewhere they're going to take their care somewhere else. Right. And we know that, um, a more engaged employee base, there's data to support this, um, leads to better outcomes and, and higher patient satisfaction. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, so on the other side of, of agility and some of these sort of innovative um, new approaches that are happening, which are, frankly are kind of mind-boggling, what do you say to clients to help them fight do-nothing or, or inertia? Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you counsel there? <laughs> That's a big part of our job, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, I believe strongly that not doing anything um, there's uncertainty out there, so we're just going to stand pat. We're not going to do anything. That just means automatically you're going to fall behind mm -hmm. because there are others that are going to continue to push forward. What we try and do, you know, kind of getting back to MACRA, for instance, um, there are models that you can run that um, look at your financials, look at your Medicare base, look at your quality scores, and can determine whether, um, you know, how well you're going to do in the future. And so if you're highly profitable, um, but don't change anything over the next five years in a world of macro, you're going to be much less profitable. Yeah. If you're not very profitable today, mm -hmm. um, over the next five years, you're likely going to be running, you know, a deficit or a significant deficit. And it's obviously problematic. So um, running those different scenarios um, can be very instructive, very eye-opening. Mm. Um, and in almost all cases, it pushes um, an organization to act. Some of them have to act in a large way, quickly. Sure. Yeah, we're not talking about a wide spectrum of margin either. I mean, mm -hmm. we, if you're two to 3% margins, we have clients that, that live there, you know, and they're watching the books very, and they're spend very closely. You're probably struggling, you know, to keep the, I wouldn't say keep the doors open, but you're very much watching business on a probably a bi-weekly to monthly basis. If you're in that, 
maybe four to six or seven range of margin, you're okay looking for ways to do, mm-hmm. to do business better. And if you're north of seven, you're actually doing pretty well for, from a financial perspective. Obviously, we have clients that are much higher, higher than that. But, but really think about it. that spectrum is 3% to about 7%. So we're talking four basis points in an environment where, where uncertainty is the new norm. Well, that's certainly a lot to, to digest. Mm-hmm. But Walter, let me, let me come back to you on this one. What else is on the minds of yeah. healthcare leaders just in the context of, of all these things going on? Yeah, I, I, I think with all the consolidation going on, leaders are asking themselves, where are they going to be as, as a system and probably even individually mm-hmm. sure. over the next five years? You know, are you probably looking down, am I, am I the acquiree or is someone, <laughs> uh, or am I looking to acquire uh, some, someone else? I agree. And, and you know, I, I, um, I've done a fair amount of work with academic medical centers. There is a concern there. They have this extra burden of not just patient care, but medical education and medical research. And with that comes additional cost. Mm-hmm. And in a world where you know reimbursements are getting smaller and um, you really do need to focus on cost, I think there's a question of how will they do and how will they, um, how will they fare? And it's important to all of us because that's where so much of our medical innovation comes from. Mm. Well, we've covered um, some some good ground here. If you were just to to you know kind of summarize, or just a little bit of advice, your your parting shot. Um, what what might that be, Walter? Why don't we start with you? Yeah, I, I go back to uh, to really thinking about patients as customers, and I, I think all too often health systems are are so regional based and they think they have a lock on that region or that city or those set of blocks in which they they sit and uh and, and that's going to change and i know that leads to something you're very passionate about which is talent but really focusing on uh patients as as customers and how do you retain them and and how do you meet the needs that that they don't even foresee themselves needing just just yet there's a holy trinity of of of, of things that no matter what happens mm-hmm. Um, providers um, can and should focus on, and that is taking care of the patient and um, being more service-oriented for for their patients, Um, taking care of their people, better engagement, better development of their people, um, because there's statistics that actually show a a more engaged workforce will lead to higher patient satisfaction. And then finally cost. And in particular, when we talk about cost, understanding the ramifications and the impacts of macro. It doesn't matter what the legislation ends up being. If you focus on those things, that will serve you well. Well, there it is. Michael, Walter, very much appreciate the time. It's been a great conversation. We've been talking about the healthcare industry and navigating these uncertain times and what leaders can do to not only survive, but thrive. If you'd like to watch the video version of Work Talk, please visit Workday's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash workday. <laughs>